Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to Third Eye Awakening. This is a podcast all about spiritual and psychic awakening where we talk about things like the shift from 3D to 5D consciousness, the nature of time, space, the universe, the multiverse, multidimensionality, starseeds, the Akashic Records, all the things. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. I appreciate you so very much. All right, let's get into it. Hey, beautiful beings. Welcome back for another episode of Third Eye Awakening. I am your host, Amy Belair. Before we get started, if you want to create me on Instagram, you can check me out at thenorthstar.love. And if you like what we're talking about here on the podcast and you'd like to be part of an interactive community, then come join my free private Facebook group called Soul Space. Just send me a request and I'll add you. I would love to have you there. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to welcome my friend Laz to the podcast today to share with us um, her spiritual awakening journey and um, yeah, just so we can benefit from her perspective. How's it going today, Laz? Yay. Hello. I've just got a big grin on my face. I'm very excited and nervous and excited. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to have you. I know it's going to be awesome. So... To begin with, um, usually I give a little introduction about, you know, like leading into the podcast, but I only just literally now realized that we didn't swap introductions before when we planned our podcast exchange. So, so in your own words, who are you? What's going on? And yeah, just tell us about yourself. Okay. So my name is Lara, but you can call me Laz. And I have just recently decided that I am a self-love leader. (laughs) Um, And that's just kind of spawned from, I've started a podcast and I came to a point in my life where I realized um, that we don't say, we don't speak about the things that we kind of should be speaking about, the quiet things that we're self-conscious about. Basically, I got to like a point in my life I don't even know if if I woke up one day like that or it just came to me, but I was, I really despised who I was. And then I started talking about it. And then I realized I wasn't the only one thinking the things that I was thinking. And yeah, so now I've just started a podcast on being brave, being a walnut. And now it's like this little movement of encouraging speaking, I think. Yeah, that's That's where I am at. That's amazing. And yes, everyone, her podcast is Walnut Wednesdays and definitely go check it out. She basically just shares in a very um, honest and vulnerable way the the sort of unfolding of your walnutting, right? Yeah. yeah um, that makes me so sad that you woke up and despised yourself. Although I completely agree that it's such a it's such a common experience that people have, but like, what did you despise about yourself? I just think you're so enchanting and lovely. (laughs) Oh, thank you. No, it's like, um, I'm not actually sure. And I think it's just years and years of people pleasing and not really knowing who I was, but trying to make sure everybody else was okay. And that led me to doing things you know, I just kept thinking about things that I'd done in the past. I'm like, why did I do that? That's so not me. Or why did I say that? Why did I act like that? And um, 
it's probably like a little bit of a quarter life midlife crisis <laughs> but um yeah i just started looking back and thinking why the hell was i like that and i just didn't like it i was like this is not me this is not who i am and obviously you can't go back and rewind so it's just yeah i'm having i'm actually having another crisis maybe about my my voice and how i'm struggle i struggle to share my voice at the moment and that's really coming up and that's because i um i've been dimming my uh, dulling and dimming myself down for for so long like that i've actually i'm actually quite lost um it sounds very much, a lot more negative than what it is i'm i'm a pretty happy person yeah <laughs> but um yeah i am i'm quite like i'm on a journey i'm looking i'm searching still even now and i think part of walnutting and walnut wednesday and my little movement is is about that search and just everyone joining me for the ride if they want to come along because <laughs> i'm sure that people are feeling the same <laughs> yeah absolutely i think i think you're totally right that um like it's just so very easy to become disconnected from who we are and we're sort of um we're sort of corralled that way and trained that way a lot through our formative years and it's it's so easy. I'm happy for you that it's like not a midlife crisis. Like it's not happening when you're 50 and you're looking back and being like, holy shit, who have I been for 50 years? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. So, okay. So before we go deeper into like where you are and, and your spiritual awakening, um, would you be willing to share two things? The first is what your what spiritual awakening means to you? Like when you think about that term, like, you know, how does it fall for you? And the other thing is what is your magic power? It doesn't, or like, you know, if you have several, that's okay. It doesn't have to be your ultimate magic power, but like what, you know, what's your magic? Yeah. Um, my spiritual awakening, we were discussing this a little bit before, but I don't actually think I necessarily had one. I've always just, been one <laughs> like when I was little I w always was really from a very very young age fascinated with like fairies and crystals but not on like a girl playing with Barbie's fairy level like on an actual I feel I'd say spiritual level um my auntie was like a crystal healer um so I used to love going to her house and going into her little healing room and picking up all the crystals and touching them and um talking with her about she would talk to me about stuff like reincarnation and things like that and I think I had my first ever like healing at the age of like 10 or something like that I didn't know what it was at the time but um yeah, so it's always been, it's always been around me. I've always been fascinated by it. Um, and I kind of, my friend calls it like, um, in terms of religion, she calls it her religious quilt where she takes little things from Christianity and um, Catholicism and things like that and just has made her own little patchwork quilt of what she believes in. And for me, that's kind of like my I have like a little spiritual quilt where like, yeah, I've got the, I've got the cards, I've got the crystals, but there's not just one thing. I think I've gone off topic a little bit, but does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, my, what spiritual awakening kind of means to me is like just the, uh, freedom to explore. Like, um, I've got this like picture in my head and there's all these like colors. It's kind of like, I don't know when it's like cold outside and you're in your big snuggly bed, but then you get out and you feel fresh 
when it's cold. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. It's like leaving the comfort of your snuggly bed, but it's like, it's actually a really fresh and liberating experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's how I kind of see it. There's all these pictures in my head, but they don't have words, but um, yeah, that's how I'd express express it. And it's interesting. Like, um, I don't know, or your audience probably are familiar with um, Doreen Virtue, who is a really, she was really out there spiritual leader and she did uh, tarot cards, read many books, had lots, spoke everywhere. Um, and she recently in the last few years switched to Christianity. And I remember watching a video when she was sort of explaining why, because everyone was like, what the heck, you know? And cause she like completely resented all her cards and, you know, said it's the devil and all that stuff. And one thing she said was like, you know, with spirituality, you're just always searching. And for her going to Christianity, it just was. And I actually, I like that I'm always searching. I like getting out of the snuggly bed and feeling fresh and going, oh, what's next sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that spiritual awakening, that, that's a long story about what I think it is. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's, that's perfect. And what's your um, magic power? Um, my magic power that comes to mind is definitely my empathy. I have always been, air quotes, too sensitive and um, too over the top or things like that. And I think I've only just come to know and feel that my empathy is actually a strength because it helps me with people, I guess. Um, so I think that's my magic power. That's the only one I can kind of think of. I maybe have many. You probably have many, but that's perfect. I love that. And I, I love that you have started to see it as a strength because I, well, it's, it's only natural that it would feel, I, I'm the same way. I'm very empathic and I definitely felt too sensitive. And like in my twenties, I just felt like, what is wrong with me? Like, why? Yeah do these things that, you know, are happen to other people or happen in other places in the world or things that happen to me too. Why do they rock me so much? Why do I feel them so deeply? And like, why does it, why do other people that I see seem to not have this problem? And it felt like a weakness, like a liability or like there was something wrong with me. But especially now that we're, we're here at the thing that you know, so many of us came for knowing that this was, this was all going to go down, um, in this huge evolutionary leap that we're doing as a collective consciousness. I feel like our empathy is such a strength and it's such a gift to the world to be able to connect with others and like, you know, feel even a portion of what they're going through is such a powerful gift, such, such a magic power. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I feel like I, like especially at school I was always so like deep and I always felt like I didn't belong I remember there was like a a moment where it was like first thing in the morning and I said to my friend she's still one of my best friends now but I said something very like straight into the the depth of how I was feeling and she was like Lara it's too early to be this deep you know and like I laugh about it now but back then that like it really stung me because I was like, nobody gets me, you know? <laughs> yes, I know. I, I resonate with that so much. Just that feeling of like, well, I mean, and we were just talking on your podcast. Um, so Lara just 
interviewed me and now I'm interviewing her. It's a lot of fun. And so I was sharing that um, one of the things that I'm working with now is like just showing up and sharing my message. Like it's a lot of throat chakra healing stuff that I'm, I'm showing up for. And part of the reason that it was so suppressed was exactly that, like a million reactions like that, just all the time, kind of having that, um, that reaction to mm. something I was saying, like, you're just too much, or like, you're such a hippie, like just kind of eye rolling. And yeah, it's, it really does sting. And when you aren't in a great place of like being really centered in your, you know, your value on earth, then it is enough to really knock you off and, and shut you up. Yeah. And especially when you're young, I don't know, like now that I'm a little bit older, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, Oh, who cares what you think, you know, but when I was that young, I was just like, Oh man, <laughs> I'm all by myself here in my little sensitive bubble. No one knows how, what this is. Why don't you feel how I feel? You know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh man. So, okay. Um, in terms of your spiritual awakening, so you kind of feel like you never went through like a, a period where you're like, holy shit, there's more, <laughs> there's more to this than what we, you know, kind of are, you know, led to believe sort of passively through, through culture and like, you know, just by the absence of any like deeper theological discussions at school, that kind of stuff, like you kind of just always knew that there was more to it and you uh, created your beautiful quilt of, you know, um, viewpoints that sort of supported what you were experiencing. Yeah. So that, that what you just said actually just brought three, two or three little experiences in my mind, actually not necessarily like boom, spiritual awakening, but um, so I went to a Catholic school when I was young. My mum is um, a Catholic, but my dad wanted to send me there because they wore school uniform. So it wasn't, we're not a big um, religious family, but my mum is, is a Catholic. And um, so that school, you had to do religious education. And I remember one day my teacher wasn't there and the principal um, took, took the religious education lesson for that day. And he opened the book up and he was really quiet. And everyone was like, what the heck's going on? And he closed the book and he goes, I can't teach this because I don't believe in it. And um, I was really, really young. And that, what you just said, I don't know, that moment I was like, oh, hang on. What, he, doesn't, he doesn't believe in it. We can be different. We can learn new things. So that was a key moment, I think. And um, then I bought a book when I think... I think it was after two of my friends died um, and it was, it's called you, I'm looking at it now. It's called you are clairvoyant. And I don't really remember what's in the book, but I remember that at the very start of it, it, there was a paragraph about like, it's like learning guitar. Everyone has that ability. And you know how I said um, to you, I think it was on my podcast where it's like, um, you want to be the one and you think that it's only for the chosen ones and things like that. So clairvoyancy or, feeling the things um being like learning guitar and everyone can learn it that kind of was like oh yeah so that's probably another another instance yeah and then I had my third moment was I was sitting on the couch one day by myself I think I must have finished this I've got many many books so I've done lots of reading on that kind of stuff and um 
I was sitting on the couch and I tried to to meditate and I still struggle with meditating. I just um, have a very busy, crazy brain. Um, and I was sitting there and I was thinking in my head with my, my head voice, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. I can't no. do this. I'm going to be able to meditate. And, you know, I was doing that for a couple of minutes and I was just, still just like, okay, just see what happens. Just, you know, my little head voice is still saying, you can't do this, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, a voice that wasn't mine, I sound like a crazy, but it happened, um, said, yes, you can. And all of a sudden, I felt this like surge, this like rush. Um, and my eyes were shut, but it was like I was kind of like um, being pushed upwards. You know, when you're on like those roller coasters and you just go like up? Yeah. It's like private as and um I didn't see where it ended up because I freaked out and I was like whose bloody voice was that but um that's probably a third key moment of like a a boom spiritual awakening thing that's amazing I love that story and the the thing that really stands out to me to it or about it is that (laughs) just how many times we do that where we sit and we we're, we say that we're trying something, but the whole time we're like sabotaging it completely. And how beautiful it is that somebody, do you think you know who it was now? Or like, do you feel like it was a guide or a, like somebody, um, one of your loved ones who had died or anything like that? No, I think it, it might've been, um, a guide because in that time I was every day just saying little things like, hi, I want to meet you, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but they weren't familiar to me at all. Um, so I had lots of little moments of weird, I suppose they're not, they weren't weird, but they were quite nice actually, but moments like that happened for a little bit in my life. Um, yeah. So I don't know who it was. That's amazing. I, I just love that. Even though you were sort of, you know, like tanking your own vibe the whole time that like the power of your guide or like just somebody who's on your side supporting you whatever you know kind of label we want to put on it was able to like sort of bust through and be like yes you can and like here it is I I yeah so much um and do you feel like that really changed anything for you in in like moving forward in your life I think it was just a moment of um because I I opened my eyes like oh my god holy shit what the hell um but now I just see it as just a moment of evidence. You know how that we will always have that skeptical part of ourselves or the sabotaging part of ourselves. Um, so that's probably one of my key evidential moments that there is something just beyond me, also within me, but not within me at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So who, I'm so curious, who, who do you believe that you are and like how, what do you believe is your like place in the whole world? That, how's that for a deep thing that to roll your eyes at? <laughs> um, who am I? I'm still, I'm still figuring it out, but I always, things that keep coming up, uh, keep going back to healing. And I was at a workshop at the start of the year and you had to do like a meditation and the word healer came up and, I mean, I don't think I'm going to be like a a Jesus figure where I can touch people and then they can't walk and then they can walk again. But um, I think by my sharing my journey um, into bravery and courage and just practicing small things all the time, 
it's my hope that that would make someone else feel encouraged to be brave and share their feelings and therefore not despise themselves either. Um, if I could make just by sharing my dorky self, someone else share their dorky selves um, and someone to not, to actually enjoy who they are, that would make me the most happiest ever. And I think that that's healing too, you know, oh. just ex letting it out, expressing being yourself. Um, we, we hide so much. Absolutely. So. I, I feel like it's an activation, like, you know, all the people that watch you and follow or listen to you and follow along on your journey, they ex exactly like you said, like they have the opportunity to then give themselves permission to just be who they are and know that like, there's nothing that you have to do or that any of us have to do to be worthy or be, you know, lovable or like, there's no ways that we have to change ourselves or improve ourselves. We're already so, so perfect. Yeah. And it's that thing, like, you know, you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And it's like, I want people to have the power to be able to save themselves um, yeah. rather than um, um, be so upset that they don't want to be here anymore. You know, that's where a lot of it, a lot of it stems from that because I'm a survivor of people um, leave, physically um, leaving me and taking their lives. So it comes from me wanting people to love who they are and come to terms with that on their own because I can't save everybody. I can't save anybody actually. We can only save ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. That that's so so true and it's but it is such a I don't know, it's exactly like you said you you can only give an example or like shine a light or like provide a path, a potential mm -hmm. path, but that's almost more powerful because it gives people the free will to take it and to take it when they're ready rather than yeah. to feel like it's being um, sort of like done for them. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. When you're ready. Yeah. You have to want it, right. You have to, you have to be in to win. <laughs> you have to want to do the things. Yeah, totally. totally. And so do you feel like that is um, kind of one of your soul, like your soul purpose or um, what was the, you recently commented on one of the lives that I did in my group about, I think I was talking about the different roles that we can take on um, in a life. Do you feel like that's one of your roles, like to sort of provide an example, like an open sort of um, public example to of what it looks like to accept yourself and work on loving yourself and, you know, like just be brave? Yeah, I think it's... Um my role, I've always felt really called and pulled towards leadership, but I've never, um, like in my other role, I was too IC. I wasn't the team leader and it's because it, was, it wasn't for a place that really like resonated with me. Um, and I'm falling more and more into that I want to lead my, myself and that I am leading myself. And that's where I just recently decided that I'm a self-love leader. Um, yeah, so leading and healing um, and a fusion of that I don't know um but yeah I think that's part of that's part of my journey at the moment and I don't know what it looks like and I don't know even really know what it is right now but I am taking the small steps and just going with 
what's what's come to me and what's given out to me and just feeling my way through what the heck it actually is and one one day it might come and if not that's fine I'm still just gonna enjoy the ride while I can that's so inspiring and and it has to come like it has to it, I don't see any way for it not to come like if you just keep doing that like where you just show up for it and you allow yourself to sort of like follow the steps as they're revealed to you like you know it's kind of like the not knowing how but doing it anyways is a huge trust fall that I feel like is very challenging for so much of us and I always say I always make the disclaimer I can only speak about like western culture because I've only lived in western culture mm-hmm. so it may not be true for everybody globally I'm sure it's not true for everybody globally but for those of us in the western world I, I feel like it's a really big challenge to to like not know how it's gonna unfold and what it's gonna look like and what it's gonna be and like not even really know where you're going but to just allow yourself to be led by your soul anyway so um well done (laughs) done. (laughs) yeah it's like um I I did a program last year um with you and um it was all about starting your own business. And I mean, I still don't have a business. Walnut Wednesday has made some money, but I don't have an actual quote unquote business. And I remember being in there and everyone was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I'm thinking, why am I here? I don't know. Um, and that the podcast Walnut Wednesday actually stemmed from being inside there. And at the time I was like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing. What the heck? And then I took this picture and then the picture was like really cool. And it had a walnut in it. and then in the Facebook, there was a Facebook live challenge and I mentioned my confidence being the size of a peanut going and hopefully being the size of a walnut. And then I was away on holiday traveling and I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. So it was like the breadcrumbs and following the little steps, right? Just, it just all led to somewhere. So I've just learned this past year to just enjoy where, where it's going and wondering what it might be. Obviously I'm still a human and I'm still like, how am I going to do this? But I'm practicing more and more to be spontaneous and to lean back and, and yeah, like I said before, enjoy the ride. I love that. I, I just think it's so amazing and so inspiring that you're like, I'm joining a program for a business and I don't, I don't have a business and I don't have an idea for a business, but I know that this speaks to me and I want to be part of it. And I just trust that um, probably it will reveal itself to me. And (laughs) I'm just going to go. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I still don't have said business, but I started a podcast and I've got a little, it's like a a movement of of these little brave walnuts that all are (laughs) walnutting all the time. And it's beautiful. And that might turn into a business one day and it might not, but um, yeah, it's born from just taking, being brave walnutting and taking a little step into like, even if it feels like, what the heck am I doing? You know? Yeah. I love that. And it's funny because I think we started our podcast around the same time. And I think that we were like, both talking about how we kind of feel like imposters. And I was like, well, we kind of are imposters until we get a few episodes in and then (laughs) we're not, yeah, we're not imposters anymore. It, yeah, it's, it's such a, such an interesting choice. Well, such an empowered and incredible choice, I think, to, um, just show show up for your soul and show up 
for the universe and not like give yourself permission to do that without even necessarily knowing like like how to justify it you know in the real world yeah and I've been I have been caught up in like um oh well, I need to like do a masterclass or oh I need to go live about this and really feeling the pressure because it, I'm watching all these other amazing people who are like coaches and they have their own businesses um and actually having to remove myself and taking it back and go Laz, as long as you show up every Wednesday and release an episode, you are doing what you said you were going to do. Like, and don't worry, not don't compare. I have a very big problem with big problem with comparing myself and, like you said, imposter syndrome and things like that. So I have, but needed to pull myself back. Oh, I can't speak. Pull myself up on things quite mm-hmm. a lot, and I still do, and that's fine because as long as you notice, right? You then you're doing the work yeah absolutely and interestingly so I I totally know what you mean because I also felt a lot of pressure around doing those things and it totally freaked me out and I felt like um I should be making offerings around uh like you know my history as a midwife and my skills that I have and I still hope to do that someday but I was noticing for myself exactly with sort of it wasn't so much about comparison well it wasn't a way but it was more like oh what are they doing to like be successful and move forward and maybe that's what I should do too um but it just a bunch of things just didn't feel in alignment so I didn't end up doing them but I followed um some coaches who like work in the coaching industry and then like follow bigger coaches and I've Mm. noticed that a lot of coaches really even when they hold master classes and they like put on a very confident show they they still are really caught up in um, comparison and you know are still feeling the pressure to do things the way somebody else has done them and I think even that's like a big part of the spiritual awakening battle is like it's raining now it's probably gonna <laughs> you can probably hear it in the background I'm sure um, oh, a little bit it's not too bad <laughs> okay good. um but yeah I feel like that's such a big part of just deciding like no I this is the thing I said I was gonna do and I'm not going to do something to cater to that feeling of comparison I'm only mm-hmm. gonna do things that feel like a, like I'm truly motivated to do them um, or I'm, I'm really inspired to do them, I guess. And yeah, I feel like even like that's a big part of the sort of the deconditioning process that we're all going through and giving ourselves like permission to just be okay as we are. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, and Lara, did you have any like tools or modalities that you've used to kind of like help yourself along in this process? Yeah, I, um, again, spiritual quilt. <laughs> I, I like all of the things and it's not very structured. I'm, I'm lo- knowing and feeling into more and more that I actually am very spontaneous, even though I come from conditioning of being very OCD and structured, but, um, one of the main ones is um, affirmations. 
I try and do a little meditation every now and then, but it's only when I, when, it, when I feel like it, I, I wish I, I wish I could do it daily. I'm sure I'd get so many more interesting downloads, but um, it just doesn't happen. So affirmations are the things that have really stuck and worked really well for me because I, um, I just do them in the morning um, when like my alarm goes off and I snooze for five minutes. I just kind of say them in my head while I'm, while I'm still in sleepy dreamland. Um, and it's just things like I am statements, like I am confident or over like Christmas time. I love my body. <laughs> um, at the moment, one that I've been repeating is I trust myself um, because I am, got, like I said earlier, I am in like a little funk of finding my voice and how to use it and things like that so I trust myself is coming up a lot and I'm working through that at the moment so yeah those are the main ones I've got all the things like I pull a card when I feel like it like I said I do meditation when I feel like it I'll do self reiki when I feel like it but um that's the just little chats to myself in the morning little statements that's beautiful Little, little like sleepy, I haven't quite begun to engage with the world chats. Yeah, and I think that's the most powerful time as well because you can kind of hit it into your subconscious. Like I don't really have any more much back chat. Like, like for example, the I love my body. Um, it, at first I had little bully demon in my head going, you don't love your body, you know, but now I don't. Now when I'm in like sleepy dreamland, I, I'm saying I trust myself. I don't have any back chat. So hopefully that's just going right into the, into the psyche and sticking in there somewhere. <laughs> totally. I totally think you're right. I think it is. I also, I just started um, this thing because I love to journal, but I don't have, I feel like I don't have the time for it. I'm trying to be cognizant. Mm -hmm. One of my stories is that I don't have enough time. One of my limiting beliefs, but I actually yes, feel like I don't have the time to fit in everything I want to do every day. So I recently recorded, um, like I journaled out all these affirmations that I want to be real in my life, like kind of like manifestation affirmations as well as gratitude affirmations. And like, you know, I am really happy. I love myself. I am a queen. I am crystalline, like all those lovely things. And I recorded myself saying it to myself in a really, um, you know, soothing voice. And I put it to some meditation music and I listen to it every night as I'm falling asleep for the same reason. Cause I think that's the, that's the time when you're like your conscious brain that would fight it is like not, not a top form, right? It's not really on board yet. So yeah, it bypasses and goes right in there and starts to rewire your mind. So that's awesome. Um, oh, that's, lovely. that's such a good idea doing the recording thing. I love that. Yeah, it's a really nice feeling, if nothing else, to just hear my voice say such nice things to me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. feels really good. Um, and you mentioned that you do Reiki. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, so I've recently just started um, offering Reiki to um, members of my Facebook group, The Walnut Tree. Um, and yeah, Reiki is basically just in an energetic healing. It's like another holistic way of healing. Um, I don't really know how else to describe it. It's just really yummy and delicious. And 
it's I kind of go through all your chakras and just kind of balance them and give them a little zhuzh. Um, it's the only really way how to talk about it in words. Um, but Reiki is really special to me because it, uh, it came to me at a time of uh, when I was people pleasing and it really taught when I was training in it, it really taught me that I can just be a channel or a vessel and I don't have to carry around everybody's junk. I can still heal and help, but I don't have to take it away with me. And it gave me that tool to be able to still be my little sim sympathetic empathetic self um and sensitive but not have to just carry and carry and carry i could really just let it go and now reiki has popped back in um well it's always been there but it's come back as a little another little breadcrumb step um and helped me exchange my my time for money. So you know how I said Walnut Wednesday has made a bit of money. That's because I have started offering Reiki sessions. And so Reiki's popped back up to um, encourage me to um, to make energetic exchanges, which is really beautiful. It's just so lovely. It's delicious. Yeah, that's really beautiful and amazing. Um, I've had some Reiki treatments and I did my Reiki level one and I, I totally agree that it is yummy and it is delicious and it's very effective at moving around um, energy that's stuck basically is yeah. how I, I kind of experience it myself. Yep, definitely. That's awesome. So will you share with us, you just mentioned the walnut tree, will you share with us um, the other ways that listeners can connect with you? Yes, of course. So um, I am on Instagram at Walnut Wednesday. And there is a Facebook page. Otherwise, my personal page is just Lara G, G-E-E. -E. And um, I am slowly, slowly making a website, but I'm not, I'm not very good at the technology stuff. So um, that's gonna, it's going to be a little while, but it will be walnutwednesday.com. Um, it's all set up. It just looks really ugly at the moment because, yeah. We need to be patient with these things. So yeah, Instagram and Facebook, but I'm trying to be more um, active inside the walnut tree on Facebook, my private group. That's where I'm trying to, that's where I share most of my stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. And my, and I'll put those in the show notes as well. And my very last question for you is, if you could go back and give yourself um, any advice when you were like younger, let's say when you were a teenager or whatever, what would you say to yourself? Um, oh, that's a really good question. I feel like most people would just say, don't worry or something like that. But I think I would go back and just say to little Laz, um, keep being yourself and you're special you are special. You are enough. Um, yeah. Cause I rem it's funny. you like, I think back to when I was young and I was just so carefree and I didn't care. And I don't know where it changed or where it happened to being on the other end of really just despising myself and not wanting to speak or be, be myself. So I guess going right back to that little, that little one and saying, keep, keep being yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful that that really is like it's a simple message but it's it's like the most true <laughs> the most pertinent message it's just just you're perfect just keep being yourself yeah 
Yell, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm literally, I'm not kidding. It's, I feel like there's an inland hurricane happening. You've probably noticed the rain getting louder and louder and my car is being kind of like blown very forcefully. So oh my gosh. I'll listen back to this, of course, before I publish it. And hopefully the sound quality is good uh, so that, you know, people can actually hear our conversation. And if it's not, then... Um, then we'll have to re-record it, but I hope it works because it was such a beautiful conversation. I love everything that you shared so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I had a really good time and I, I can hear you fine. Okay, good. I can hear the rain now though, but I can hear you well. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> All right, thank you so much everybody for tuning in and having a listen today. If you liked this podcast um, episode, this interview, then please Take a screenshot of yourself listening to it and post it to social media and tag Lara and I because that way we know you were listening and it really like fills our hearts with joy. And it's kind of like sometimes it feels like when you're doing a podcast, you're just speaking out into like the great, the great expanse and you don't know if anybody is listening. And it feels so nice when people let you know that they were listening. So yeah. if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to do that, it would mean a lot to both of us. But Regardless, thank you for spending some of your precious time with us, and I hope that you all have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye. Bye, everyone. Isn't Laz so enchanting and adorable? I love her energy so much. Friends, I've got some new things coming on board, which I'm very excited about. P.S. I'm really sorry that this episode was so late in coming out. My partner um, got himself a motorcycle not long ago and decided to take it out for a spin with no experience. And then he kind of toppled the motorcycle coming back into the driveway and it landed like 550 pounds of metal on his ankle. And so he was hobbled for, I guess it's almost been three weeks now. So it was just me and my two-year-old mostly, and he was laid up, and uh, that just kind of threw a monkey wrench in all of my functionings as a creative person. But here I am, better late than never. You are all super forgiving of me, and I really appreciate it. And probably most of you are just listening to these things when they're old anyway, and so like nobody even notices. But if you do notice, thank you for being so understanding and forgiving and loving me anyways. So... I am feeling the green light from spirit to go ahead and start offering something that came through to me literally a year ago, which is 5D coaching. I'm really, really excited about this. All of my Akashic readings lately have been so, like they've always been good, but lately they've been like really good, really juicy and like getting right into things like right into the energetic patterns and blocks and origins of certain dynamics and said patterns and blocks and what to be done about it they've been really 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 good and invigorating and it's just made me feel like I even had one person who I recently read for she said Amy this is so good it's better than therapy and I was like fuck right it is like I can feel it And that just felt like the green light to me. I had already been starting to get it, but it was like the green light from spirit. Like, yes, you need to offer 5D coaching. 
So basically what it is, is it's uh, an opportunity to work with me in a more ongoing way where we can connect around whatever um, area in your life you want that is pertinent to you. But the goal is to shift into a 5D consciousness way of dealing or, or just interfacing with the world. And so if you don't know what I'm talking about, 5D consciousness is like the next level of consciousness available. It is um, a heart intelligence and heart centered consciousness, but it's so much more than that. Like that can kind of make it sound, if you try to reduce it to that, it makes it sound like very kumbaya in my opinion. That's the connotation it carries for me anyway. But really what 5D is, is like understanding the, um, and feeling into like really getting the vibrational frequency of everything and understanding that this is a virtual reality game. It, life is a virtual reality game. This realm, this beautiful, exquisite third dimensional realm is a virtual reality game, but it is not as solid. It is not as real and not as static as we think it is. It is actually flowing and transmuting all the time there are multiple timelines we exist within multiple dimensions we can access different timelines we can um like shift laterally into different realities different potential timelines um in order to live out our manifestations our our manifested creations it's hard to summarize this in one sentence, but it's really just like, it really comes down to realizing that as a human, you are so much more, you are a soul consciousness. You exist in multiple dimensions across multiple timelines within multiple incarnations. You have so much power to you. And within this life, you are identifying as a specific character, as an avatar in this set of life circumstances. And there is a reason for everything. And when you can navigate life with that understanding, then everything just changes. Like there's so much magic everywhere. There's so much power and medicine and everything. You don't feel like a victim anymore. You don't feel, I mean, you'll still feel the human emotions of like frustration and anger and all that kind of stuff, particularly with the Mars in Aries situation we have going on right now, I must say. But you don't feel destroyed by them. You don't feel engulfed by those emotions. You don't you don't feel diminished by them. Even when you're in the thick of it and you're uncomfortable, you understand that there's there's something available for you. There's like a gift and a lesson and a medicine and a shift in perspective and that this is all just a, a beautiful game. And that's not to downplay how painful this game can be at times and traumatic. But even those traumas really seem different when you shift into 5D consciousness. So 5D coaching, I'm offering it at three different levels. The first one is one-to-one -one coaching, which means you get to hire me as your coach, which essentially I see it as like your best friend who doesn't have a horse in the game. So I worked with a coach, a private coach, one-to-one -one, for the first time last year. Her name is Viola Hug. She's amazing. Um, I, I hired her for uh, business coaching. I worked with her for six months and it was a really incredible experience because 
she was able to hold space for me and my creative vision for myself that nobody else in my life could hold. Nobody. There was not a single person in my life who could back me in what I was seeing for myself. And and it was so difficult to not have that support that it affected my ability to back myself up. Um, I, I, I would constantly doubt my vision and I would teeter totter back and forth between believing in my vision and knowing it was real and then doubting it because nobody else seemed to be able to see it. And Viola was like, really the service I paid her for was for her to like see that vision for me. And she was or with me, I guess, not see it for me. She was able to see it with me because she's not, we had never met before. So she didn't have any, you know, a lot of the times the people in our lives have ideas about how we should be and how we should live our lives, even if they deeply love us and want nothing but the best for us. Even if we don't have weird, unhealthy dynamics with us, they often have a version of us that they want us to remain as, if that makes sense. So for me last year, it was that a lot of people in my life really wanted me to stay a midwife. They wanted me to be a midwife because that's what they've known me as. That's what made them feel safe and like they could stop worrying about me. Um, that's what they thought I was good at and that that's all I should do. And they couldn't see the vision that I have for myself and what I want to, you know, create in this lifetime and and that was really hard and Viola was able to see that vision because we had never met before so she didn't care one way or the other what I chose um, but she was able to she also has a super special gift where she was able to lock into that vision and feel it with me and yet she also called me on my shit in a way that sometimes your friends and family feel like they can't do either because you know they have prior relationships with you with all kinds of history so so looking back, I see working as a coach last year as it was probably the best investment I could have ever made in myself. And it was the thing that I needed to um, get over that particular hurdle. But what it really was for me was like having an impartial BFF who was willing to actually say things as she saw them, um, but also was totally able to champion me and also who like was like I could just talk about my shit for the whole duration of our weekly call it was great so you know sometimes you go visit somebody that you love and you're close to and that you get along with really well like your sister or your brother or your your actual friend or whatever like your real life friend and you have stuff on your chest that you want to talk about, but they have stuff too. And you don't really get to talk about what's bothering you with a coach. That's not an issue because you're paying them. So they're probably paying somebody else or they just deal with it. They just let you have that space. It's a service that you are, um, you are purchasing from them and it's a beautiful thing. So 5D coaching came through to me last year and now I feel totally ready to do it. I'm very excited. Essentially, it involves um, a call each week as well as um, continual text and voice memo support 24-7. Um, Basically, like I take a day off every week and I have a daughter, so you know I might not be able to get back to you right away at all times, but I will always get back to you and it's intended to help you navigate 
life, as I said, from a 5D perspective. And it's amazing. It's, it's all about magic, manifestation, about soul remembrance, about your vision for yourself in, in any area. It's about manifesting relationship. It's about manifesting um, health. It's about manifesting family, a move, a business, a new career, a new job like a, a, a better dynamic between you and somebody in your family, like whatever it is, it's personalized focused attention. I'm also planning to start very soon a 5D mastermind. So this is for people who don't necessarily want the one-to-one -one coaching, but they want to be in a group of other like-minded souls who are moving into fifth dimensional consciousness and want that networking, like social connection opportunity just to meet new like-minded people and develop close intimate friendships. It's for a smaller group um, of people. It's, it's a, uh, it's not a large open like as many people who want to sign up can it's it's by application and then the third level is um, much more accessible to everyone and it's uh, 3d to 5d group coaching membership and that is basically just like a kind of an open q a um, i haven't totally finished hammering out the details so stay tuned I'm very excited about that. I think I'm going to host that one through Patreon and I'm starting a Patreon um, because I want to engage more with you beautiful people who listen to my podcast and my whole audience in general. So there are some exciting things coming down the pipes and then of course I'm going to run my program into the Akasha again um, in the near future as well. This program is so like this round is like woo. It's zhuzhi. It's very, very, <laughs> it's very high vibe. I'm absolutely loving it. This is actually the last week, the last module about how to actually access the Akashic Records today. And I'm very excited about it, but I'm also a little bit like, oh, it's almost over. <laughs> so I'll have to run it again soon. Anyway, lots of things coming down the pipe. I just wanted to let you know first, I have not officially announced any of this anywhere else yet. So because I love you listeners. I truly do. All right, that's it. I'm going to set you free. I hope you have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. Lots and lots of love. Thank you so much for being here with me through this episode. You are beautiful, magical, and powerful. You are so appreciated. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and I hope to catch you on the next episode.